When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Kane and Bucks. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop, chop, the buck stops here. Yes, it is. The buck stops here. And today we welcome supergroups to SEN Breakfast for the Bucks Stops Here. Supergroups are the experts in Kubota excavators. And supergroups are thrilled, Bucks, to be partnering with you here on SEN this year and can't wait to dig in together. They're first all, pick. They're all jumping on. First Sammy. picked every week. Supergroups.com.au. So you got some real muscle behind you now. Not that you needed it for the buck stops. But uh, great to have supergroups on board with you and SEM Breakfast for 2024. Just before we get to the buck stops, let's put the full stop on. Uh, I think it was Mark who called in in regards to the yeah. $5 charge uh, on top of what you might take from the food and bev outlets at the uh, at Marvel Stadium and soon to be at the MCG that uh, don't require any cash transactions at the at the point of sale. A lot of people saying that's just flat wrong. Some are saying that would be a pre-authorization 5 bucks, but most people saying... It's flat wrong. You don't pay five bucks. We even got Marvel Stadium employees texting in here saying that's simply not the case. It didn't ring true. But um, anyway, that's Marcus's uh, situation. Marcus, well, I'm not sure what happened there. It's an ingenious way to, to service as many people as you can in a short space of time. Yep. So, I mean, if you if you run down there between goals, you don't want to be waiting for like th- behind two or three and a cash register. And at quarter times or... Yeah, obviously in uh, in the intermissions in in shows, well then you want to be in and out. So it's supposed to be for the people. So hopefully it works well for them. You're right. Super. So super group have come in, and uh, we're going to dig in um, through the main issues. And we we haven't got. Uh, I mean, there's so much to look at, uh, but I've got a couple for you to consider. The first one that I want to discuss is St Kilda. Are they going to have potentially the best rebounding? Group from the half from the half back line in the competition this year, so I, I love Wanganeen Miller. I reckon he's he's going to be a future gun, and I thought he came on really well last year. We already know that Jack Sinclair is an established uh, All Australian, has been going in the midfield a little bit more. Brad Hill, one of the best up and back runners, and probably Liam Henry in, mm. in, in their uh, their new recruits probably the next Brad Hill with the way that he played the back half of last year for Freo off the wing. I think they've got a they've got a an undersized defence that gets the job done. I mean, Cal Wilkie, one of the best key defenders in the competition, but intercepts and rebounds. I really think that Josh Battle is is an underrated player in that regard. Jimmy Webster, who's who's got speed and a and a a lethal left foot, and Riley Bonner who's come in. So you you look at that mix 
They probably they, they need a big one. Like Dougal Howard's the big guy that's going to play in the back. But I reckon there's an argument there that Ross and the St Kilda group have established a, a, a level of pl- like a player that is going to rebound really hard off turnover. So whether that's through the middle of the field or through half back, and I just you just can't help a lot of things. I don't get carried away with practice matches. Speed is something that you can't fake. And it's something that will always be there. But it's another thing. Were they amazing? Were they fast? Were they aggressive? Were they, you know, was the, was the ball ping or were they made to look that way by by Essendon? I'm not. I'm not talking about the one a one off game. But but I don't. I don't think you can take a lot from scoreboards, let alone yep. even even method uh, in a practice match because there are so many um, things that are hard to measure. But I, but I, one thing you can't fake is. Yeah, you know, speed, mm. the athleticism, and and when you see that, and yes, you either get given the space to use it or you don't. But when St Kilda come together, and I, you have to imagine that a Ross Lyon coach side is going to be even more slick after twelve months of his coaching because I rate, we rate him as a coach. I think the connection of his teams, he's always got the best out of his groups, mm. and I think he's got more weapons in this St Kilda squad already than potentially he's had in, in any of his teams. So I, and I just in particular, want to, I'm looking forward to see how hard they go off the back, how they use this speed and how difficult they are to stop on turnover, which is an aggressive attacking question about a Ross Lyon coach side, which we probably haven't seen that often. Yep, Liam Henry looked really good as well. I think he's going to fit in perfectly down there. So, yeah, listening to Daniel G in Syracuse from Essendon after game, he said they just couldn't handle them. They just mm. couldn't put the collar on them. They were off. They couldn't contain them. They were coming through the corridor at a ridiculous rate or not. So 13 wins, six last season. Are you glass are full on St Kilda going further than that? Yeah, I think they can, I think they can match that, or or potentially, but I don't know whether I'd have them overs on that. But I think they can match that. I, I just I can't see a way that they don't improve. I, I think the Ross Lyon coach sides are about team defence, and I think there was times when their team defence was really good, and I think there was times where it fell away. They really just eked out, like they didn't perform or that well in the second half of the year. And I thought I just I've I've written off their finals performance. Yeah, you know, to have. Yep. What happened with Tim Membry and to happen that to a to a love member of the team and to have to try and coach through that and play through that, mm-hmm. I think that, that you, you sort of write off their finals performance and, and, I, and I think they'll be a lot better for a second pre-season under Ross as well. Uh, Daryl's an Eston supporter. He texted in saying, I, I watched along uh, last week, St Kilda were too fast by foot, too fast mm-hmm. by mind. And maybe the other side of it as an Essendon supporter. I mean, it's funny supporters at this time of year, isn't it, Bucks? Like you have a, a win in a in an unofficial scratch match like this and you and you make a mountain out of it. Your side gets pantsed and oh well, you know. Well the the corresponding game last year between St Kilda and Essendon was one of the worst games of football I'd seen in my life. They they both proceeded to have to be, you know, in the top four teams in the ladder in the first eight weeks. So yeah, you can't always you can't always sort of go by practice match form. But that's that qualitative piece. <laughs> qualitative. Uh, Tim in Brighton Bucks, I could not agree more with the Saints running off the back line. Uh, Liam Henry was targeted for that reason. Battle's underrated. Wanganine Miller, a future star and Hill is established. Yeah, so let's look for that one. Second thing I want to throw on the table is uh, is Adelaide's leadership group. Now, I wish Kane was in here. I just wanted to ask him about this. and I, I reckon last year when you looked at Adelaide's best 22, you thought... W- 
how can they possibly win any more than five or six games? And I still reckon, I still reckon, even with the form that they displayed at times, and they had everything go against them last year yep. to, to not play finals. We understand that Ben Key's shot at goal that was that wasn't, but um, they had they had a lot of things thrown at them. And I and I'm really impressed with the way they've developed and grown. I you look at their best twenty two now, and there's still like looks like there's a lot of no names. But what Matthew Nix and that and his coaching staff have been able to do is get the best out of their no-name players. So their leadership group is a no-name leadership group. We shouldn't be surprised by that. When when um, Jordan Dawson was announced skipper last year, everyone was thinking, he's only been there 12 months. Yes. Like, this is a bit early. Well, they were on to that. Well, bang, they nailed it. And we don't get any questions about that. Riley O'Brien was in the leadership group last year, and he's a heart and soul. He's an ungainly-looking ruckman, but... You know, there's not many classical ruckmen out there. Yep. He does his job really effectively. Ben Keyes was in the leadership group last year and Brody Smith was in the leadership group last year. So the guys that have been added, so Dawson, Smith, Keyes and O'Brien were, were the, were the four-man leadership group last year. Actually, Sloan was in there and came out. So Lachlan Murphy's gone in. I reckon he's as, he's as heart and soul for Adelaide as any player you could imagine for their respective team. And he just gets the job done in the front half. He is a bulldog with the way he goes about it. I'm not saying he's there. He's not, he's probably their third or fourth best small forward. When you think of Rochelle, Rankin, uh, Rankin mm. and you, you, um, they, I mean, Saligo might be also in that mix as well, but Murphy's going to play because he's team orientated. He makes everyone around him better. And I think the attitude that you need in a in a small forward is in, is embodied by him. So I've got no surprises on that. Fogarty's come come into the the mix. Phil Thorpe's looks like he's added some size and power well, and strength. And there was tough love with him. Yeah, you know, twelve months or fifteen months ago, he wasn't in the side. He didn't play the back end of twenty two because he wasn't competitive enough. Yeah. So I think I think they've made a lot of good calls. Pedler was the other um, small forward that I reckon will will go and do well. We're not talking like still Tex Walker at some stage is going to, he looked, he looked pretty good on top of the ground against Port Adelaide, but at some stage he's going to drop off and Fogarty and Phil, Phil Thorpe have got to come through. I think Elliot Himmelberg, who they hung on to, I, I really, he hasn't played for a little while, but mm. I actually think that he can become a player, but I, I just, and then you've got Sloan and Laird. So the, the other two were Miller and Hinge, like young guys, halfback flankers, but in the end, only a team internally knows what they value in terms of leadership, what these players bring in terms of preparation. You're definitely not going to be in here if you've had a bad preseason. Yeah, I reckon it's a pretty good sign for Adelaide when I look at their leadership and the fact that they've gone bigger. They've gone from four to, to now eight. I reckon that's a great sign because they think that these guys need recognition and reward for their contribution to, it, to their teammates and it speaks to me that they've had really solid preseason. I'll, I'll be looking at these guys to take a next step on their careers as well. And I don't think Adelaide have got much wrong in the last couple of years in regards to sort of pulling their group together. I think they're. I'm really looking forward to seeing where they're ready to go. Yep. But I definitely wouldn't be criticising the the names that they've got in the leadership group. Fourteen nine ninety three apiece after the first four periods for what it's worth. Port Adelaide and Adelaide, and it was spirited. It was competitive. We'll get to Sam Pal Pepper. In a moment, because that's an early flashpoint in regards to concussion on the field in 2024. I wanted to ask you about Melbourne, though, before we break. Uh, safe to say, been a, an enormous off-season for Melbourne for all the wrong reasons. 
Can you easily put yourself in Simon Goodwood's shoes as the coach on the eve of the season to just be hit with more turmoil off the field while you're trying to prepare a side for a, for a big campaign? Well, I've lived it in, in a sense of like uh, one that came out of the box, which was in 2016, there was a story by Mark Robinson around up to 11 Collingwood players. That was the headline. Up to 11 Collingwood players have been tested positive for, for illicit drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, under the AFL's illicit drugs protocol. And that w- the difficulty in that isn't so much whether it's right or wrong or what's happening internally. It's the perception externally. But then what happens internally is there was actually a photo, and I've spoken about this quite often, but I think Melbourne would be going through this at the moment. There was a, a photo of a Collingwood player, de-identified. It was just a Guernsey, like down to his knees, yeah. which, is, which is the crux of the matter. So right now, there will be players in Melbourne who are teetotalers in terms of a drug sense and that wouldn't, you know, don't believe that that's the way to go about it. But they're in some way now tarred with, or the question is about any Melbourne player at the moment. And we've, we've spoken about this. This is what's happening with Joel Smith with the assumptions around Clayton Oliver. Is it, is it a deeper consideration? So the, the coaching challenge here is it's, it's almost impossible to, meet with each player and their opinion or their feelings on being labelled as, as being part of an environment that has a drug challenge. Or a what drug do you mean? Culture. What do you mean by that? What can well, I- well, you could, you can speak, but it's, I think it, it's some players, some younger players will feel like they, they don't want to talk about it or they let it sweep it under the carpet and there'll be conversations in the corner of the locker room. So this, this is a real leadership challenge both in the locker room and for the coaching group for Melbourne to keep everything on track. So when it happened to you, when I say when it happened, when you wake up, I imagine, to the front back page or whatever it was at the yeah. time of the Herald saying, saying up to 11 of your players have, have tested positive for, for drugs down at the AFL, do you make it your business to find out? Have you got an urge to speak to every player to get to the bottom of it or do you... Well, now this is now eight years ago, but the difficulty with that is is all of the information is de-identified. The, it's actually kept separate of the clubs, separate of the of the football departments. And and it's not something that you actually can act on because it's 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 like it's in the environment but you you don't know if it applies to you or not. It was it was largely a cross section of the AFL playing group and it's largely there for welfare. It wasn't for for penalties no. or punitive measures. Yeah. And I and, and I think that we're still there at the moment. And we're, we're going to keep remembering we're dealing with young young men that are going to make mistakes. We've seen this. Like Taron Thomas, 22-year-old kid, has made some tremendous – like some, some big blues and hasn't been able to adjust his behaviour in two incidences that we've become aware of. And eventually the club go, well, like, we love you as a player and we think that there's some great elements to you, but we just can't manage you or or support you any further with us. That doesn't mean he can't – he can't improve himself, work on himself and become a really strong contributor to life, let alone a football club as he goes on. But he's only 22. What makes it more difficult for Melbourne is, unlike Taron Thomas, Melbourne, it's totally out of their control. So I know where Taron Thomas went before integrity in the end, but they had control of the situation and did the best that they could for the 18 months, 12 months prior to that to try to change behaviour with Taron Thomas. With Melbourne now, with Joel Smith, with Sports Integrity Australia being involved and potentially going to the 10th player, the 15th player, who knows, the 35th player on the list, given that Joel Smith now stands accused of, you know, 
drug trafficking, yeah. then it's totally out of their control on the eve of a season. I imagine that would create a tremendous air of anxiety. Absolutely. Well, you, I mean, it's hard enough to get buy-in from everyone to get momentum towards a certain goal when you've got everything working for you because there's so many variables that you need to pull in to be able to to be able to you know find success in your be- and to find your best when you've got you know a third party uh, department who's going to be coming and saying well we need the players here here and here and we need the coaches here and you're gonna have to move your schedules around like it's not it's not going to be clean. It's not going to be smooth. And that doesn't mean it's not that success isn't possible. It is, but it makes it harder. Mm. In the same week that the AFL lost to Angus Brayshaw at the age of 28 to concussion, we've got our first on-field flashpoint for season 2024 via Port Adelaide's Sam Powell Pepper, that big hit on uh, on Marquine over there at, uh, at Adelaide. We'll discuss that on the other side of this. What is fair? What will he be suspended for? Will he be suspended? You can have your say on that as well. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. You want to book online for the best rates at melbourneairport.com.au and SEM Breakfast, the Power by Bucks' mates at Kubota. For more than 40 years, they've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together.